Welcome back to Comic Book Hero. Well, it's that time. I think we have enough shows under the belt, and I think enough people are willing to listen. You've come, you've asked those questions, you're still trying to be a hero, you're still trying to take off flying. We will give you the rest of the guidance necessary. There are commandments that need to be followed in this business of comic books, and unfortunately too many people aren't doing it. So, we put it down. We're going to highlight everything. We're going to give you the real deal, the nitty-gritty, because there's a lot of stuff going on that's just bad for business over King. The thing that I always like people to remember, uh, comic books for me is a passion, but it fails unless people regard certain rules and certain things that continue to make it viable. When everybody wants to lowball to get the best stuff, that doesn't work. And when you want to charge an eye gouge price so you can try to make up for the fact that you have to take the day off from your store, which you have all this overhead on, that doesn't help either. It's a niche market. It's also, it, it's very isolated already, and we don't really need to do things to make it even more isolated at the end of the day. Collectibles, be it comic books or crystals or Fabergé eggs, whatever it may be, you know, is always going to have a lot of inner workings that you need to know. And here's a few of them. Well, first thing you want to know is these are the top 10 commandments for sellers, not for buyers. We're still in the States, and since they say the customer is always right, we'll start with the sellers. I don't agree with that, okay, but that's just pretty much the lay of the land. So, commandment number one, don't be a jerk. That's right, you. Don't be a jerk. Things don't work out the way that you like, things didn't go your particular way, hey, it's not your call to come over here, show your rear end, and just muck stuff up, okay? Don't give somebody a hard time unnecessarily. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't be a jerk. All you do is make people that much more hesitant for the next guy who has to come over here and sell. Most comic book guys think they're gonna be screwed because of you, because you were a jerk, because you sold them something and it was missing a page, because you took the book and it was torn and you taped it up with scotch tape or something of that nature. Look, it's just a jerk move at the end of the day and it's not necessary, all right? You're a bad seller, don't do it. So, first and foremost, don't be a jerk. Commandment number two, know your buyers. You can't sell a book that's worth $5,000 on a Facebook page where nobody wants to pay $50, okay, for a $50 book. You have to take it someplace where you can actually do this. And if you don't, you're going to end up selling something that is high quality with a lot of value for a fire sale price or flea market value because you don't know what you're doing. Know your buyers. Go to the sites. Go to eBay. Go to Facebook. Go to Amazon. Go to Instagram. Wherever it may be. Put your stuff up. See what people respond to. If you're going to Facebook and you see that you can sell a book for anywhere from $50 to $100, that's what you sell there. If you're going to eBay and you realize you can sell a book for $5,000, that's what you sell for. If you go to eBay and realize that you can't sell a book for $50 there, okay, then you have to ask yourself, hey, why is it that I can sell for $50 here, or rather for $5,000, but I can't sell for $50? What's your strategy? Okay, who are the people coming to your store? What are they looking for? Know your buyers. You do that, you'll make more money, you're going to be better off at the end of the day. Commandment number three, patience. Okay, you, you were really lucky. You got Amazing Fantasy 15 for an incredibly good price, $5,000. It's worth at least $25,000. You've made it. All you need to do is sell this book. You don't have to work for the rest of the year. You don't need that second job. Everything's good. Problem is, a lot of guys don't realize, 
Not everybody has $25,000 to throw down on a comic book. All right, not a, even if it's worth that much, most people just don't have that money. You didn't have that money to throw down on the comic book. You may have had five, but you don't have the money that would, co that would actually be for a, a graded copy, which is what you did for it. Now, you're gonna have to have patience. And this is where so many guys lose it at the end of the day. You put your book up. It's Amazing Fantasy 15. High-powered book. Should sell overnight, right? No, because it's $25,000. But you don't realize this. And so now it's been a month. It hasn't sold. Oh, man, I must have made a mistake. You lower your price. You lower your price down to 20. Then you lower it to 15, 10. And that's where the vultures come out. They're watching you. They're looking to see if you're going to lower the price. They want to see if you've got stones or not, okay, and how small they are if you do have some. So now you're lowering it. They're going to watch you lower it, and you're going to get desperate. I don't believe this. I wasted this money. You know, I spent $5,000. I need this money back. I got... And before you know it, you sold a $25,000 book for $8,000 because you needed your money back and you were just happy to get some money over it. You're going to have to have patience with those types of books. If not, hey, you lost out. Somebody else made a really good bargain off of you and going to make all the money that you didn't. Why? Because you weren't patient. Two, you shouldn't be spending money on a book that you need right back within a month. If you can't go more than six months without the money that you're spending on this book, you don't have any need to buy it, right? Don't overextend yourself, buy the books that you can afford. But if you're gonna buy a high quality book, be patient before you get your number. It can take months before you get your number, but you will get it if the value's there and you can be patient. Commandment number four, eat the frog. I wake up in the morning early, early, to get my exercise out of the way. I do my prayer, I do my stretching, I do my exercise, I get ready for these particular things, and then to jump right into other stuff when re regarding comic books. Look, you gotta do the same stuff. All the stuff that you know later on in the day you're not gonna do, you have to do that first. What's the thing that we really hate to do? We hate inventory. You just bought 15 boxes of comics. Okay, now you got to start pulling the ones of value, the ones that you're going to take out of your dollar bin and so on and so forth. You don't really want to do it, okay? You have to do it. And then you're getting ready to do the show. You don't want to organize all of these comic books and put them in order. Hey, just let people dig. But you'll make more money if they're organized. Why? Because the person who's looking for Avengers is going to find it. And the person who's looking for Zatanna is going to find it. If you take the time, eat the frog, and do the organization. Do your diligence as well. Don't just, hey, I don't recognize any of these books. Go right ahead. No. Take the time. Go to Overstreet. Go to the online price guys that are there and look up what the book is and what the potential value is as well. You will not be shorting yourself. You're also going to increase your comic book knowledge overall if you really want to be a hero about it at the end of the day. Commandment number five. Don't be cheap with packing. You sold your book. Great. Now it's time to ship it out. You decide that you're going to keep the book pretty much like you see right over here. Just throw it in a bag and let whatever happens, happens to it. Right. And then when the person wants to return it and you have to be bothered with the annoyance of a return, you're going to say, well, why is that? Why can't they just accept the book? It's not my fault. The post, handle, post office didn't handle it correctly. No, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. Don't be cheap with packing. There's a lot of stuff that you can do for free in order to make certain that your book gets there okay. But don't skimp by being lazy at the end of the day. You've got a graded book. 
Take the time, wrap it well, okay? Inoculate yourself from a return. As long as you did what you did, rather, as long as you did what you needed to do well, you should not have anybody coming back after you. Was it wrapped? Did you invest in a stamp that says handle with care, fragile? Okay, did you get it out on time? All of those things matter. Same thing, when somebody gets a book from me, they know it's been packed well. So the, you may not want it, but you can't say anything in terms of the handling or anything of that nature. That keeps your sales strong. It also means, well, I do it because one, I don't like the guy who changes his mind. I don't believe in buyer's remorse. You bought it, you bought it. You don't want it anymore, you can try to give it to someone else. But it also means that my returns are far less and the people who buy from me know that they're gonna get good quality packing. All right, worst thing you can do is give somebody a high grade book and you just couldn't be bothered to put it in a little bit more cardboard. Don't be lazy, pack your stuff well. Everybody will be happy. Commandment number, where are we at now? Seven, communication. You're trying to sell, you've gotta be willing to talk to people. Yes, we've all had that story. You start off with this guy, he asks you a million different questions. Can I, see a, can I see a picture of this? Can I see a picture of that? Can I see the back? Can I see some of the internal pictures? Hey, can I get a shot of the staples? What about this? Is it possible to get a discount? And then after a whole bunch of back and forth, what does he tell you? Let me think about it, which is pretty much code for you're never gonna hear from this guy again. It can be very, very frustrating at the end of the day, but we need to have that level of communication. Right? You have to be willing to do this because it's also going to tell you who you're dealing with as buyers. It's also going to tell you what your strengths are as a seller. If you can talk to people and slowly but surely convince them that you're rather that they're getting going to get a quality item from you, much more, much more sales you can look forward to in the future. Don't be that guy who says, hey, it is what it is. Either you want it or you don't. You can feel like that and you can think like that but that's not what you communicate to a potential buyer. No, you're happy to give over what's necessary, you're happy to show more images, and hey, once you've taken those extra images, they're on file now if somebody asks for them again. Or even better, get those images ready so you can just show them without any particular problem. Communication is always gonna be key, and you do that, you're definitely gonna increase your sales. Commandment number eight, don't cheat yourself by selling too low. Now. This is not the same as putting a book up and then lowering your price because you were impatient. This means you didn't know what the value of the book was altogether. Case in point, and I'll usually use a book, this is a recent book, let me just get it so the light's not too bad. Yeah, there we go. Superman 32. Superman, this is the 800th issue of Superman. Most guys are gonna go over, try to do it for cover price. Not me, this is a $10 book, why? 800th issue of Superman. It's an anniversary issue for Superman. Anniversary issues for Superman tend to do pretty well. Okay, go back and look at issue 100, 200, 300. They tend to sell pretty well. Action comics as well. Big issues at the end of the day. And they usually tend to have very nice iconic covers. So I don't sell these for less than $10. I may not sell it right away. It may sit for a while and then I'll go about it, but I'm not gonna sell this for less. Why? Because more than likely this book is going to end up selling much, much better over a period of time. Action Comics 800 is a very good example. Action Comics 800 has a cover by Adam Hughes. Most guys don't even think about it, but Adam Hughes' work on Superman is very, very little. He's usually known for doing girl covers. So the stuff that he's done with Superman is really rare. And those actually raise the value of it. Most guys are like, here you go, you know, cover price. Nope, $10, $20 book at minimum. 
Okay, it was a big, thick book to begin with, anniversary issue, and done by Adam Hughes. This cover is done by Tony Daniel, and in doing that, okay, that also means, hey, this is a top artist, good cover, iconic. I'm not going to sell this low because I understand the value of this book in the future, not necessarily today. And I can be patient. I don't have to turn this over for $3, and I don't think the average person does either. So, once more, when you're thinking about these type of books, don't cheat yourself by selling too low. Do your diligence. Number nine, and this one's hard to admit. Hey, I wear the S, but I'm not Superman. You have to own when you make a mistake. You have to own your error. Okay? You put up a listing. All right? You said you had the book. You don't have the book. You shipped the wrong book, whatever it may be. Own up to it. You made a mistake. And yes, I understand how it works over here. The moment you admit to something or a mistake, you open yourself up to a whole bunch of this, that, and the other. Deal with it. Okay? If it means that you have to accept the return because you gave the wrong book, deal with it. If you advertise 10 books and only ship 9, and now the guy wants to return all of them, you can't try to Jedi mind trick this dude into believing that somehow he got the good deal because he got 9 out of the 10. You messed up. And when you mess up, you have got to own up to it. Other than that, what kind of seller are you? When you make those mistakes, those mistakes are really stepping stones towards doing better. They're learning and teachable moments that tell us, okay, these are things that I need to show up on so I'm clicking on all cylinders. So I'm A level when it comes to my business. If you said a book was a 9.8 and it turns out that book was really a 7.0, hey, that means that your eye when it comes to your grading is not what it needs to be. Maybe you don't need to give numbers. Maybe you need to say something is high grade, mid grade, low grade to make certain that you don't give anybody the wrong impression and they can make a better judgment based on images. Or you might say, hey, I want to know exactly how to grade this book correctly after this error, and then you give yourself a better understanding of it. But when you do those things by owning your error, you're going to be a better seller at the other day, and that's going to be better for everyone. Why? Because when people can count on the person in terms of what they're selling, in terms of what the condition is, we buy more books of better condition. We get rid of the chaff. That eventually gets filtered out, and we've got the stuff that we all want top grade collections. And now, without further ado, a drum roll please. Commandment number 10, protect yourself. And how do you protect yourself best? By doing a good job. Everything that I've said, oh, everything that I've said up to this point links into this. But by doing a good job, the best thing that you need to do, never stop collecting comic books. Never stop. Okay, who's your favorite superhero? Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man, Batman? Stay abreast of what's going on. Know what people are reading, know what people are buying. That's part of doing a good job. Once you get fixed into a certain period of comics, I'm only gonna buy Silver Age book. I'm only gonna do this, I'm only gonna do that. You no longer understand what the trends are and that's gonna keep you from maximizing on your sales. What else do you do when it's time to do a good job? Hey, you understand the value of a lot. You understand the value of a single issue. All of those things help you. But the biggest thing that I have found in comic book selling that ensures that you're doing a good job is to keep reading. Keep doing your research. When you do that, you get to see those trends. You understand, hey, this cover right here probably has a first appearance just by looking at it. Hey, this one right over here seems familiar because you've done the diligence before. You know that it's important even if you don't remember exactly what it is. 
Okay? All of those things help you to do a good job and thereby ensure and save your sales. Hey, this book right over here, most guys are just going to walk past it. The smart guy is going to take it. The smarter guy is going to grade it. And the smartest guy is going to go find Tony Daniel and get it signed and have it sitting there, a nice collectible for someone who's serious about Superman. He's doing a good job. And when you do something like that, it's good for comics across the board. So we have our Ten Commandments. Hopefully, this will be instructive and helpful. I'm not trying to come off dogmatic, but hopefully this will be instructive for a lot of people and helpful. And if it does, hey, it's good business for everybody. So keep on selling, keep on trucking, and keep on coming back to Comic Book Hero. We'll see you next time.